Welcome to this edition of the God is Your Life broadcast. This is Reverend Mark Slay inviting you to join me for the next few minutes as we get into the Word of God. Deuteronomy 30:20 tells us to love the Lord your God, obey His voice, and to hold tight to Him. For this is your life. I'll be back in a few minutes, but for now, let's listen as I teach from the Word. That's why the devil will often use people to talk about their minister or their pastor because he's trying to erode their confidence in that person knowing that all it takes is that and they've won and Satan has won. So don't ever let him do that. Obviously there are men of God who have done some things wrong and, and certainly God knows how to correct those situations as well. But be careful about those kinds of things because Satan has a plot behind that. It may seem innocent but it's not. It's out, he's out to steal something from you. But the men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. If God's going to speak to this generation, he's going to do it through the lips of men. You know what the sad part is? Is we all look the same. You know, if everybody that was truly saying what God wanted them to say had a yellow stripe on their forehead, it'd be easy to know, wouldn't it? I mean, then we'd, that'd be simple. You know, like my brother, my younger brother, he's a, hard to believe, I don't know how it happened, but he's a farmer. And he used to raise hogs. And I'd go out there very seldom, but I would go out there and uh, sometimes I'd help him on the farm. You know, I'd pitch hay and all that. Other. You can't imagine me doing that. And I couldn't imagine me doing it either, but I did it. Well, he's raising hogs. And you know, there's certain hogs. And after you, after you do some kind of work, whether you give them a shot or whatever you do, you have to mark them. You just take a piece of yellow chalk and you mark them right down their back when you're done with them. I knew you'd want to know. And so, but that tells you that that one is different from the rest. Well, you know, if God would do that, it'd be easy for us all to know who to listen to and then who just not to listen to. Because there's a whole bunch of voices out there. One saying this, another saying that. But you know one thing, if it matches and lines up with the Holy Scriptures, then it's right. Whether you personally want to embrace it or not, it's right. And if you and God ever disagree, trust me, you're wrong. Well, I just don't like that. I don't see it that way. You're still wrong. Because he's right. Or he wouldn't be qualified to be God. And if anybody knows how realities work and how spiritual things are, he's the one that ought to. He created them all. In other words, he made the rules. So he would be certainly abreast of the rules, wouldn't he? And what works and what doesn't work. When the Bible says the wages of sin is death, well, that's what it is. He, he made the rules. And whether you think you can skirt around that or not, you'll find out you can't. The wages of sin is death, spiritual death he's talking about, eternal death, separation from God. So the word scripture, by the way, I told you I'd get to that in a minute, it's from the Greek word graphi. We translate it scripture, but it can also be translated graphic. We get our word graphic in the English language from that. It just means a writing or a painting that expresses a thought or a series of thoughts. That's all scripture means. It's just God's thoughts being transferred to mankind through pen and ink. Well, if that's true, and that word itself implies it is, not to mention all the rest of it, if that's true, then folks, it is not an option whether you obey this or not. It's really not an option whether you believe it or not and act upon it. Now, at now, at this time in your life, you may think it's an option, but you'll find out it's not an option one day. 
Jesus said something interesting in John's gospel. You don't have to turn there. The 17th chapter of John's gospel is that chapter where he is about to go to the cross. A lot of interesting things in that chapter, by the way. One interesting one that always stood out to me is that Jesus said the Father loves us as much as he did Jesus. That's a mind blower. But in there, Jesus also said in that 17th chapter, he said, thy word, Father, is truth. Now think about that. He didn't say thy word contains truth. He said, if you said it, then it is. Well, that's vastly different because you've got a lot of people saying a lot of things, but that wouldn't make it so. It's only so if he said it first. You know, I'm appalled at today's generation, but it's no surprise we're living in the last days. Jesus is coming soon. This world is going to die. It's going to end in a ball of smoke. That's not silly, and that's not to scare anybody. That's just what the Scriptures say. This earth, as he said, was destroyed in the Scriptures. He says it was destroyed by water the first time. He said the second time, it won't be by water. It will be by fire. And that's what's going to happen in the not-too-distant future. You can see the proliferation of uh, nuclear weapons and how that that's completely possible. And you can see tempers rising and angers across the globe. And that's not something one president has stirred up. That's just something that's in the hatred of mankind for one another. And yes, we need to defend ourselves. I'm certainly not for getting rid of our weapons because as soon as we did, we would be dead. So we have a right to protect ourselves. But you can see that this poor generation, they don't know anything better. They're not taught. They've never been taught these things. They don't know that God's word is holy. They don't know that you cannot claim to be Christian and homosexual at the same time. You cannot claim to be a minister of the gospel and homosexual at the same time. Somebody said, well, they are. No, they only think they are. Remember what I said a minute ago. It's only so if God said it so. Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, I could call myself, an, you know, an airline pilot, but that don't make me one. I could go around and tell everybody I met, you know, I'm an airline pilot, you know, I'm a four-star general. How many know that would not make me one? In my own imagination, I am one, but in reality, in substance, what am I? I am what I am. I'm a minister. That's what I am. That's what I'm called to. So it doesn't matter what people say, it is what he said that matters. I'm going to teach on that too in a few days. And please never misunderstand my, my comments and being straightforward about those things as being against people that are in the sin of homosexuality. I'm not against the people. I love the people. I've got some people that I think are very lovely that are homosexual and destined for hell. But I still love them. I will love them to the day they take their last breath. And if I can convince them of the truth of what I'm saying here today, to just read the scriptures for themselves, examine the word of God for yourself, if they'll do that and have an honest heart, then they would have to say that what I'm doing is wrong. No matter how right it feels to me, it's wrong. Well, turn over to John's Gospel, the eighth chapter with me for a second. I'm going to show you different scriptures. First of all, Jesus's viewpoint of the scripture. Because, you know, again, you'll find people that will say, well, you know, I just don't believe it. I'm just not sure that the Bible is the inspired word of God. I'm not sure that it's fully trustworthy. I'm not sure because men wrote it that we can trust this. So you hear that objection. And, and then in the same breath, now listen to me, the same breath they will say, yes, I'm a Christian. Are you a Christian? Yes, I'm a Christian. Well, you couldn't be. It is absolutely, once again, impossible to be a Christian and doubt the inspiration of the Scripture. You can't 
You can't do it. Now, you can say you are. Again, I'm a Christian. Well, I can call myself a hog farmer, but I ain't. See, again, you cannot claim to believe in Jesus and then say the Scriptures are not the inspired Word of God. It's impossible to do. Why? Because I'm going to show you several Scriptures here in a moment where Jesus himself proclaimed the reality of the Scriptures, where he himself said that they were the Word of God and that, in fact, he even claimed his deity, claimed himself as God in the flesh. How many believe that? I hope you do. Jesus, God, became flesh. John puts it this way. The Bible refers to Jesus as the living word of God. This is the written word. But the Bible calls Jesus the living word. Everything that God thinks and is was manifest in Jesus. John's gospel, we're not going to turn there, but John's gospel, the first chapter, the first verse says, in the beginning was the word. Talking about Jesus. He's calling Jesus the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. And all things came into being by him. And nothing that has come into being came into being apart from him. And skip down to the 14th verse, and it says, And the word became flesh and dwelled among us, and we beheld his glory. See, God took on human flesh and became a perfect sacrifice for imperfect people. And it is only his perfectness that grants you righteousness. You have no standing before God apart from what he did. Had he failed to finish his mission, then we would have no standing with the Father ever. We would have been eternally lost. Did you ever notice why in the Garden of Eden that after the Adam and Eve sinned that there was another, there was a tree of good and evil, but there was also the tree of life? Call it the tree of eternity. And God took them out of the Garden of Eden. Some people think it was an act of anger on God's part. Well, he wasn't happy with their response, but he was actually protecting them. Because he says if they had taken of that other tree, they would have eternally existed in the state that they were in. So he said, lest they partake of that tree also, let's get them out of here. And that's why they were driven out of the garden. And if I know God, they were driven out in a Cadillac. Because he loves his people. He wants the best for his folks. Well, John's Gospel, the 8th chapter. Look at that with me. We're going to look at the 51st verse start there anyway. Jesus is speaking. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, if anybody keeps my word, he will never see death. Now, he's not talking about physical death. You'll see that in a minute. Now, the people listening to him, they could only think natural, so they're thinking he's talking about physical death. He's not. You realize in the mind of God, to die is to be separated from him. When you sin as a little child, you grow up and you begin to know right from wrong, and you sin, and all of us have, how do I know that? Because the Bible said, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So if you think you haven't, you have, we all have. You've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. That means you need a Savior. Well, when you reach that age of accountability and sin, like I did and like everybody else did, then you died. Spirit said, I can remember when I did. I can remember when I did, when I sinned and I knew better. And boy, when, as soon as I started talking, everybody gets so pious on me, you know. But I can remember what I did, and afterward, I didn't realize it at the time, but afterward, I knew I had done wrong. I wasn't thinking at the time, but afterward, I felt horrible on the inside. I knew I did wrong, and I died spiritually on the inside, and so do you. Whether you remember that time or not, it happened. Well, he said there, so don't get that confused. When he says that there, he just means you're separated from God. You sin. You're wrong. You're going to die spiritually if you don't get redeemed. He said, whoever keeps my word will never see death, and the Jews said to him, well, now we know that you've got a demon. Abraham died, the prophets also. 
But you say if anybody keeps my word, he'll never taste of death? Surely you're not greater than our father Abraham who died. The prophets died too. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I just glorified myself, my glory would be nothing. But it's my father who also glorifies me of whom you say he's our God. And you haven't come to know him, but I know him. And if I said I didn't know him, I'd be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Now, if that didn't just shoot all of your pictures of Jesus being a little soft-spoken, mealy mouse that went around with feathers in his hat. Do you notice what he said? He said, if I told you that I didn't know him, I'd be a liar like you. That's pretty strong talk. Some people think I talk strong. If you ever knew the Lord Jesus, trust me, you would know what strong is. Just to trust his cleansing blood. Just in simple faith. I hope you enjoyed today's message. The title of the message is, Is the Bible Really the Words of God? If you'd like a copy, you can look us up on the web at mrcstl.org or markslay.org. That's M-A-R-K-S-L-A-Y.org. Or you can call our office at 314-965-8488. 314-965-8488. Until next time, this is Reverend Mark Slay reminding you that God is your life. To the church.